Welcome to episode 253 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our three boys, have been crisscrossing North America on one epic road trip for over six years. Here at RV Miles, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from industry news, travel destinations, national parks, and who knows what else. This fall, L.L. Bean wants to help you get outfitted for all that's out there with gear, tips, and advice for heading outdoors and exploring all the possibilities of the season. Here's one of our favorite camping hacks. You can make your own fire starters by rubbing cotton balls in petroleum jelly, then storing them in old medication bottles or mint tin. These compact starters fit in a pocket and light up quickly for easy campfires on cool fall nights. For more fun ideas, easy how-tos, and inspiring stories, visit llbean.com slash guide. We're excited to have Aaron Amar from Romley on the show this week. Romley is an insurance company that was sort of born out of Outdoorsy, which is the peer-to-peer RV rental program. We talked to Jeff Cavins from Outdoorsy uh, many, many episodes ago. And when we talked to him, he was talking about how one of the key problems they needed to solve to create Outdoorsy in order to provide this peer-to-peer network for people to rent their RVs out was a good insurance option that would pay quickly. And now Romley is available to anyone and uh, with some really good options out there that I think you might want to consider for RVers. And um, Aaron also shares just some general tips about uh, insurance for RVs uh, as well. So uh, I hope you're excited to check out that interview. We want to talk here at the beginning of the show, though, about a campground that we talked about a lot on that last week's episode, uh, but we, we didn't can. want to tell you the name of because we were still there. But now when this episode comes out, here's the secret. We're actually recording <laughs> these back to back. I just changed my shirt. So this because, is literally five minutes and after. I did not. <laughs> because we're because I'm out of town uh, all yes. this week, uh, we couldn't record, so we recorded these back to back. Regardless, yes. uh, we want to tell you about the Mountain View Campground in Heber City, Utah, just outside of Park City, and some bit about the area here area. as well. But before we do that, I feel like I just I feel a need to kind of explain a little bit as to why we have not been sharing in real time, uh, because yeah. that can seem, I think, a little standoffish. And I just I I don't want you know yeah. I want to be more like upfront so that we don't seem so like hoity toity about the whole thing. So sure. why don't you explain it? Great, I, I, I'll go ahead. <laughs> I like well, I served we, look, you. If, I served if it you, up to you. If, if you see us at a campground and you recognize us and you want to talk to us, we are so thrilled oh, and happy to meet you. Hundred uh, percent. And do that if if we say we're in an area and you want to send us a message saying I'm in that area. Um, would you be interested in meeting up? Well, I can't guarantee you we're going to do it, but uh, we're happy to talk to you about it. And uh, you know, the the you know, I think everybody understands it's just a personal safety issue. We just don't want to say 
where we're going to be often before we go there. You know, y'all know we're at the balloon fiesta this week because we said that, but you know, and it's work. It's we're going yeah. there. It's a, a little bit more of a work event. One of the main reasons is, you know, we also just try to respect our kids' privacy. And then we do often, as of lately, we have been traveling with friends and we want to respect their privacy as well. You know, we talked a little bit that, about this at RVE, and we know that not everybody was at the RV Entrepreneur, but one of the things I talked about uh, during a session on caravanning is how we try to be very, very mindful of the people that we travel with, that we spend time with, that we go to see at campgrounds, our family, our friends. And we try to be very mindful of the difference between what we do for a living, which can, the lines between personal and professional can really blur. And I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about that in my fresh tank in a little bit, but those lines can really, really blur. And it's never fair and it's never right to ask others, our friends and our family, if they don't want to or they are not in this business themselves, to be a part of our business, to be, you know, to share that responsibility of being a part of RV Miles. And so we often, because we are with other people, we want to respect their privacy as well. And so we will often share after we leave. Uh, where we've been so that you can come and enjoy it too, or stay away from it if it ended up not being such a good experience. So I felt like that's another reason. That's another reason we can't, we can't talk smack about a place. We wait till after we leave, so, unless they take a package from us and then, you know, the gloves come off. But um, I just felt like before, I just wanted to say that I was feeling yeah, a little, sure. Uh, so nervous about that. With all that said, the place we are at that we're not at when you're listening or watching this, but we are currently at as we're recording this, is called Mountain Valley RV Resort in uh, Heber City, Utah, which is sort of near Park City and maybe like an hour outside of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. This is one of the nicest RV resorts we have ever stayed at. Now, it so is nice. very decidedly an RV resort. Mm-hmm. If you don't like to be 10 feet from your neighbors, you're not going to like a place like this. But like we said on last week's episode, some of the nicest grass we've ever been to. So lush. Um, (laughs) Every single site is very nice paved concrete that is not crumbling. The the roads are all blacktop that clearly gets redone every year. Mm -hmm. Um, The... The campground itself has a sort of uh, main area, and then they have a 21 and older area. So if you're somebody that doesn't have kids and you want to be over there, you can do that. There you are... get 50 amp over there. Yeah, that's if there is one complaint, it's that the main area only has 30 amp. <laughs> can be rough in the amp. summer. <laughs> um, there are multiple pools, multiple hot tubs. Multiple uh, dog parks, a huge playground. We have hardly seen our kids. Good Wi-Fi, a big fire pit. Fire pit, multiple fire pits. Multiple fire pits. So you can sit around and mm-hmm. um, actually keep you a propane fire pits. Um, a clubhouse for the kids. A hangout yeah. spot inside for the kids. In fact, that's where all of our kids and their friends have been while we've been recording this. And it was kind of rainy outside. They've been playing games in the kid clubhouse, which is seriously anyone building a, anyone right now listening, building a campground, build a section in your clubhouse. That's for kids only. Yeah. 
it is so cool and they feel so special and what a great place for them to be able to go and hang out and not be, you know, in that main clubhouse space. It's been a highlight. That's been one of my favorite things about this campground. Yeah. It's, it's just all around a great place. The staff is extremely nice. Mm -hmm. Um, like I mentioned last week, awesome, awesome showers, <laughs> lots of clean bathhouses. You can get packages. All over the place. You can get packages. <laughs> there, It's just it's just an all-around good RV resort type place with some yeah. good views of the mountains and sometimes hot air balloons going by, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. It's a good home base for jumping off to so much that is to do in this area. One of those things being Sundance. And so a friend of mine... We went over there and had just an outing, the two of us, on Sunday. We had brunch, and I highly recommend brunch at the Foundry Grill, and it was spectacular. Let's just say all gluten-free, all dairy, out the window, because <laughs> their, their dessert bar was Oh my goodness. It was fantastic. There's that. We happened to show up there too uh, on a day when I would have expected it to be uh, a little bit more busy than what it was. And it, it wasn't. It was very calm. It was very chill. We were able to walk the grounds. Uh, we did brunch, as I mentioned. We were there for like two and a half hours. Just we sat by this roaring fireplace. Two and a half hours? You were yeah. at brunch for two brunch. and a half hours. You were at Sundance for a lot longer <laughs> we than Sundance two and a half for hours. Because like <laughs> uh, it's just so gorgeous. I mean, yeah. they have an art studio where they employ like on staff, like blacksmith and silversmith, and you can make soap, and there's a pottery class you can take. I mean, it's there's so much to do. Obviously, they also do theater up there and then the Sundance Film Festival. And it's just there's shopping to be had. But the absolute highlight, if you are going not during ski season, but if you go up there like we were here in the summer, is you can buy, it's $25, a lift ticket. And that is going to take you all the way up to the very, very top. It takes about 45 minutes. You have to switch three different times. You get all the way to the top of the mountain, and when you get up there, there is this little barbecue joint that you can order drinks. You can get beer, wine, sodas, water, whatever. You can get some food. There's picnic tables, and it is the most spectacular view, uninterrupted, just pure nature. It is so gorgeous. We got two beers. We sat at the picnic table. We had the best time. And then you take that beautiful 45-minute ride back down, back into the heart of Sundance. You continue to walk around, maybe get some coffee. It just, it ended up being, because we, we had gone back and forth on whether or not we wanted to go into Park City, get some sushi, do a little shopping, or if we wanted to go to Sundance. And someone kind of encouraged us to do Sundance. And I am so glad that we did. I mean, it's it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and I think you know what I mean, but we're going to just leave it at that. Uh, oh, <laughs> don't, no, don't you dare. How are you leaving people hanging like don't, that? No, we're not okay. telling. Right. No, we're not telling people okay. what I thought Sundance was and now what I know Sundance is. Okay. You'll just have to guess. <laughs> and I'm sure you will in the comments and I'll just answer you. No, um, no. So <laughs> we have what? really enjoyed this area. And, uh, and and it's been just sort of a – when we were here last time in, in Salt Lake City last time, mm -hmm. we made a day trip up to Park City. So this sort of area up in the mountains outside of Salt Lake City 
is just a wonderful, wonderful area. Oh, and yeah. we definitely want to come back. So much hiking. Lots of boondocking so, to be had around here, too. Lots of boondocking. Yeah. Lots of camping to be had. So much hiking. There's several state parks around here. I mean, for an outdoor enthusiast who also really likes a good food and drink scene and, you know, wants to have access to also maybe some more urban-type activities but really wants to get in some good hiking, ATV, boy, this is the place. This is the place. And I had said to you, I would 100% come back here and do a month stay yeah. because you really do need that kind of time. We talked about how we went up to Mirror Lake last week and we did an evening picnic up there. Absolutely go up there. Take that drive. It is so spectacular. And then once you get to Mirror Lake, there is a mile and a half trail that actually goes very easy. Anyone can do it. Any Take your kiddos. Goes around the lake gorgeous like such a peaceful especially if you go on the evening hike it's just um i wish we had more time this is i we haven't said this in a while but i i wish we had more time yeah, yeah. well you leaving for a few days yeah put a damper in it. and just seeing friends that we haven't seen in in a, a long time we just kind of have let the kids yeah. hang out with them at the and campground and it's a nice campground yeah. to just hang out at so there's something to be said yeah. for that evening hot tub time yeah okay you know there's something to be said for that and plus like you said we're with our friends they're our top priority we just want to spend time with them so all of this will be here and we can come back and see it at another time all right, let's take a break and shift gears, and we're going to talk to Aaron from Romley about insurance for RVs. We'll be right back. Be right back. Chances are you've seen them on the road. That's because Blue Ox designs and manufactures the best towing products in the industry. Just look around. You'll find them on highways and campgrounds and anywhere you find people traveling in the great outdoors. Award-winning tow bars, base plates, and brakes, a full line of weight-distributing hitches, adjustable ball mounts, and a new line of fifth-wheel hitches. With Blue Ox, towing doesn't have to be a drag. To learn more about how Blue Ox can make your travel adventures even more stress-free, visit blueox.com. My guest today is Aaron Amar from Romley, which is a new insurance company that calls itself the most affordable annual insurance offering for RVs, camper vans, travel trailers. And they're the first new RV-focused auto insurance that's been launched in, the, in recent years. And they say they can save you a lot of money, 25% cheaper or so than other insurance policy offerings out there. And they're made specifically for RV owners. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here. So we had Jeff Cavins on the show, I don't know, about a year ago now or so um, to talk about out Outdoorsy. And you are, uh, Romley is Outdoorsy's sort of sister company. And he was talking about how one of the key pieces that Outdoorsy was trying to figure out in order to make the whole RV rental thing, the peer-to-peer -peer thing work, was the insurance piece of it. Because insurance companies often have issues with you using um, uh, an RV commercially. Uh, and uh, they wanted to have something that allowed customers to be paid quickly and easily if there was an issue. Because renting out your RV is a scary thing for a lot of people to do. So now you're a full-blown insurance company that anybody can be a part of, right? 
That's correct. That's, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, we, we actually, uh, so Outdoorsy is a, a sister company of Romeway as a whole, and uh, we're really building out a full suite of products across the board. So Romeway provides the rental period insurance for Outdoorsy, but we also have another uh, full suite of products that we've uh, got built out. We've got personal lines insur- RV insurance, commercial lines RV insurance, and we are continually adding to the mix. There is a trip protection, interior damage, and then uh, we'll continue to add on from here as well too. So insurance is a fundamental part of uh, the outdoorsy operation, but I would just say outdoorsy is a client. It's not the client. And uh, we provide all of these different products to the rest of the entire kind of RV universe as well too. Second question here. Uh, Romley is an insurance company that's specifically for RVers. What makes you different than uh, than going to somebody like Progressive or Geico? Yeah, so I would say uh, first and foremost, uh, the RV insurance products here are really built by RV owners as a whole too. It's a, we've been living in this space as a whole, uh, very intimately familiar with it. Some a lot of the folks are ex outdoorsy folks, but also a lot of the folks really understand this RV space as a whole. So I'll tell you, it, a lot of it, it starts with understanding. Two, as a part of it, a lot of the current RV insurance policies that exist out there do not allow you to actually monetize the rig. So there is what's called the commercial use exclusion within the within the insurance policy as a whole, too. That effectively says if you want to go out and rent your vehicle, we don't necessarily want to cover you. So what we've done is we went out and we created our own product that effectively removes the commercial use exclusion and allows you to rent the rig out and monetize the RV on platforms like Outdoorsy, similar to how somebody may buy a rental home and be able to rent that out. You may need specific insurance. Same thing kind of goes for the RV insurance as well, too. So that, I would say, is number two. And then number three, too, a big uh, differentiator is uh, also the price. So we'll have different utilization credits. If you rent the vehicle out on a platform, you might, for X amount of time, you'll get Y amount of a discount. So we have that up to 25% based on the amount of times that your rig is actually being rented as well, too. So there, there's a variety of different functions. We also try to make it uh, really tech friendly as a whole, too. So people can call in and talk with a sales agent or they can also buy the buy an RV insurance policy online and a few simple clicks as well, too. So really try to be kind of that tech forward RV insurance provider. Romley, we would say, is that uh, first RV-focused insurtech in the in, in the world, where it's really kind of, it's that blend of insurance and technology to really be able to deliver it in a very seamless fashion. So something like 90% of RV owners uh, have travel trailers uh, or fifth wheels. And I hear from a lot of people that, uh, that say or think that uh, your, your trailer is is covered by the insurance company that uh, that covers your truck uh, or your tow vehicle uh, while you're driving down the road, which from what I understand is true. Uh, but does that mean you don't need to get insurance on a trailer? So uh, I'll, I'll start off first with every insurance company in terms of how they treat the trailers is a little bit different. So I'll, I'll start with that as a baseline. Uh, generally speaking, though, the liability of the actual trailer follows the tow vehicle itself. So that aspect oftentimes can be covered on that basis there. The second part though, is the physical damage isn't always necessarily covered by the tow vehicle on that basis there too. So it's almost kind of twofold. I look at it and break it up in terms of liability and then physical damage. 
So that's why we do sell a lot of physical damage uh, RV insurance travel trailer policies there too. So people do want to make sure that the rig's actual physical damage is protected on that basis too. And so it's uh, it's kind of a double it's a double whammy from that front is that they do want to make sure they're protected. Some companies will also offer a liability with that as well too. If the limits on that tow vehicle are not enough as well. So we do sell a lot of travel trailer uh, policies. Oftentimes they're physical damage only on that basis because the liability does follow the tow vehicle that is pulling it as well too. I also hear people say often um, that you should have the same insurance company covering your trailer that covers your truck because, you know, if there's some sort of conflict of who's going to pay for what, um, that's that's really not as much of an issue. Um, it, what's your take on that? Yeah, so it's a, it's an interesting one, right? It gets to kind of fundamental age old, should you bundle your homeowners with your auto, with your RV insurance policy? And uh, while there's definitely a benefit to bundling at the same time, what we're finding a lot of times nowadays, even, even myself included, uh, I might have a different auto carrier versus a homeowner's carrier versus something else on that basis. So uh, we really don't necessarily have to kind of bundle in terms of that because uh, a lot of folks are coming to us right now just buying RV insurance, trailer and motorhome policies in and of itself. And so it's just it's one where they're looking for that appropriate coverage. They're looking for that appropriate price. And whenever Romley, whenever we can provide that to them, whether or not they need to go with a uh, another insurance carrier that they have kind of their vehicle with or their home with, it uh, doesn't necessarily have to happen all the time. So we're seeing a really some big trends right now where people are buying it from a variety of different carriers based on the coverage and price that they're able to actually obtain to. What about the folks that are full-time or most time in their RV? I know a lot of insurance policies don't cover full-time RVing. Some companies don't, some companies don't in certain states. Uh, and then some companies have full-time RV insurance that covers some extra things. Like it might cover some of the stuff in your RV. It might cover if you have somebody over at your campsite and they break their leg or something. Um, so where, where does Romley fit into that? Do you, uh, do you allow for full-time RVers? Yes, we do. So, uh, that's, uh, that was actually one of the big things they had is that, uh, uh, if I kind of take a step all the way back to the beginning of outdoorsy and Jeff that you'd uh, spoke with about a year ago is that, uh, Jeff and Jen actually lived in the RV for uh, a number of months. And uh, we've had many other people at the company also live full time in their RVs as a whole too. So really believe that the RV space as a whole, if you don't have a full-time solution, you're already kind of missing, missing a big part of the pie. And so we did want to make sure that we do have a full-time solution. So it is the people that are on the road and uh, really kind of making a lifestyle of this, that we are able to provide the appropriate coverage for them. So uh, right off the bat, yes, we do provide the full-timers coverage to folks that exist out there. The coverage is different than uh, other, other. Um, I would just say the insurance policies as a whole too. So it, you can kind of start to get into a little bit more of the details of insurance. All right, how often are you actually living in a vehicle? What are you doing with the vehicle? Are you at a different, what state are you actually in that it might be registered or domiciled in there too? So there are things that we look at like that. 
And then a, a full timers policy would include other things. It might include a personal liability coverage. It might include some of your things that are in there as a whole, too. It might include some element of some medical benefits or medical payments that might be in there as well, too. So it is a different coverage. There are different offerings as a whole. But I would say the full timers is something that we definitely wanted to make sure that we could cover that market and uh, something we went into eyes wide open to make sure that we could uh, we could help out that cohort of people, too. Uh, so what about uh, nationwide international travel? Can uh, can people in any state get uh, roaming insurance and does it where does it work? Does it work everywhere? Yeah, yeah. So uh, right now, um, I would say we're live in about a little over 20 states right now as we speak. And uh, we're rolling that out nationwide at the moment. So it's uh, it's only a matter of time and a short time that uh, we'll be live in all 50 states there. Uh, but in, in about those, I would say kind of 21, 22 states uh, available to purchase. And that's really kind of where that rig is domiciled. If they then start to drive other places, yes, we, we'll cover them if they were domiciled out of that basis. So, yes, it is one that uh, we have to uh, kind of just make sure that we've got the appropriate product first and that we are able to have that coverage within those states and then rounding it out and expanding it out beyond there. So they have uh, have coverage in about, uh, I'll say, half of the U.S. at the moment. And uh, we'll have the full U.S. from there. To your point about international, uh, that is uh, kind of on the radar as a whole, too, for um, uh, some of the different products that we'll offer as well, some of the rental period products. So we'll be able to offer that internationally as well, too, to uh, Outdoorsy at the moment and then expanding beyond there. So really, I would say the way that it's uh, simple to look at Romley is that we're kind of in our backyard in the U.S., and then we'll be going global from there as well, too. Great. Uh, any other tips that people ought to know about uh, getting RV insurance? I would say uh, one of the big things, the uh, big cohort of uh, clients that we have right now is the DIY movement. So the do-it-yourself movement. What we are finding is that there are a lot of professionally converted uh, camper vans or non-professionally converted camper vans that really fit the mold. Uh, you might have kind of those class B camper vans that are going to get upfitted for some sort of purposes or they'll take them to very reputable shops and uh, get them upfitted to be able to kind of just um, have a just let's just call it have a nicer rig on that front. A lot of insurance companies won't actually cover the DIY camper vans as a whole, too. And what we found is that that is a very uh, appealing segment for us as well, too. So the folks that may be interested or have some of those converted uh, vans and rigs. That's something else that we're able to help out in a pretty big way there too. So I was just going to say that's something else to really be able to kind of keep in mind on that front. Cause we do offer some, I'll just say some more cutting edge DIY coverages within the policy. We've expanded certain definitions within the coverage to make sure that we can provide that appropriate insurance for everybody as well too. That's awesome. We, we started on the road in a bus conversion and that was a, that was a big challenge for us. And ultimately it's one of the reasons we're not in one uh, today among many other things, but um, uh, that's, that's fantastic that you're sort of looking at this industry from a whole, from uh, full timers to people that are in conversions um, to people who run a business, you know, for us. um, I don't even know what you call what we do, but uh there's often there's these blurred lines between the fact that we're we're uh, we're traveling and running a business from the road. Our home sort of is our business as we're sharing it with people out there. Um, but it's also uh, it's also our home. And 
a lot of insurance companies don't know what to do with that, you know, and we hear things like, oh, you know, you can't put uh, logos on your RV because that makes it commercial all of a sudden. Um, and, uh, and then you go to try to get commercial insurance and they don't want to give it to you because they say you're not commercial. And there's many, many hoops that we've, uh, we've found, uh, in, in that process. So it's, it's, it's nice that you're looking at it from all those different aspects. Yeah, Jason, actually, what, what you described is a, is a big pain point that not only your experience, and then we've actually seen a number of other folks experience as well, too. So one of the things that uh, Romley went out to kind of set out on is uh, for, first thing is we never like to create a product in a silo over here. We want to understand what the customers are experiencing. We want to understand what the pain points are going on in the industry. And then we want to kind of backfill from there. So what you were just describing on the commercial front, we went out and created a commercial product. So that way, in an instance where we have a personalized product that we can offer as well, but whenever you're talking about the blurred lines, wait, is it personal? Is it commercial? Where do I fit right now? Romley effectively has two solutions. And so each client is different, right? We'll ask questions around, all right, how many RVs do you have? Is there any branding or logos on it? Um, how often is it being used? Is it registered in the name of an LLC? So there's a whole host of questions that we'd be able to ask each individual. And then we could sit here and say, hey, you know what? It makes more sense for you to be on our commercial policy or this actually works. It makes more sense to, for you to be on our personalized policy as a whole, too. So the creating those products to make sure that we could cover that basis, because there are those blurred lines, we'll get those uh, nuances where, hey, I'm a full time rock climber. I'm a full time photographer in my rig. I'm full time uh, uh, doing kind of running RV miles like you're doing right now as well, too. So there's a whole host and different angles that people will take on it. We wanted to make sure that we could cater to that kind of really that the entire industry as a whole, too. Well, it's very exciting that with the incredible growth in the RV industry that it allows for companies like yours to to pop up because um, there's so many clients to be had right now uh and i think it's really really exciting so uh aaron mart thanks for joining us please let us know uh where we can find romley and all that information absolutely so the easiest way to do it is uh, www.romley.com and uh, you'll have everything right there states that we're live in you can bind online right there on the spot or you got a phone number that you can call in and speak to one of our sales agents and they'd be able to help you out right away too Okay, and we will link to all that right in the description for this episode. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Jason, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. This episode is supported by ParkWolf, the ultimate app for visiting U.S. national parks. With ParkWolf, you can view upcoming places and amenities as you drive through the park, locate the nearest gas, food, bathrooms, and pullover points. ParkWolf's wildlife maps show you the best times and places to see or avoid wildlife, along with a feed of the latest wildlife sightings, and photos from the parks. ParkWolf even makes it possible for you to view your live location and direction on official park maps while staying up to date on current MPS alerts and advisories. ParkWolf keeps working even if you lose service. To learn more, download the ParkWolf app for iPhone free from the Apple App Store today. We are back. We are back. And you tried to take my uh, lines know, from you me. Do this. I, I know. I know well, this is. <sighs> you were gone last. You were gone two weeks ago. I was know. gone two weeks was ago. Confused. Okay, calm down. <laughs> we're back anyway, and then we're going to check the level of our tanks because that's we what are. we do in this segment of the show. Yes. So, I guess go ahead and go first since I started this. 
Okay. All right. I'm so thrown off. All right. I'm going to go. <laughs> oh, so we de- we decided we're going to have a mutual black tank. Oh, boy. We've got a mutual black tank. So yeah. let's just start with that. Okay. okay. Let's start with our mutual black-, black tank. Should we say it at the same time? Yes, yeah, sir. One, two, three. People, People who, who drive, drive too fast in, in the campgrounds. campgrounds. <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. Didn't so good. I I don't get. I mean, I, what's going I, on, people? Why are you driving so fast? There are kids everywhere here. Even if there aren't kids everywhere here, there's still humans and there's dogs and, pets, and and there's you know fire hydrants and trees and RVs and all kinds of things everywhere. Why are you driving they so act fast? Like it's a city street and go 25 miles an hour. Nobody goes 25 on a city street anymore. What city street well, are you driving I mean, you know, on? Like a neighborhood, a neighborhood street. I'm thinking, you know, right. but and it's not that. It's you should be treating it more like a parking lot and driving very, very slow through it. This is why we can't have nice things, and this is why campgrounds have like 500 speed bumps yeah. in them. Because of y'all that drive too fast, we all have to drive over speed bumps constantly and shake the heck out of our RVs. Mm-hmm. But that seems to be the only way to do it. Please drive slow for the safety of our children. Please drive yeah. slower in campgrounds. And if you've been calling it a speed hump... I don't know what. There's I can't a difference help you. between a speed hump and a speed bump. <laughs> what Chicago is the has speed humps. Okay. Speed bumps are very small and abrupt and tall. They're short. They're maybe a okay. foot long and tall. A speed hump is it's preferred. Like a, oh. It is a long, gentle hump. It's what? also very funny to see on a sign, <laughs> but it is very much less jarring for your RV to go over. What was the other name we saw one time that like... Oh, I don't remember and, what it was. There was oh. a new name that we had never seen before for one. Maybe oh. somebody will chime in because they have it in their yeah, neck if, of the woods. If you know it as something besides a speed bump or a speed hump, you need to... You need to either go over to the RV Miles Facebook group, tag us there, and let us know. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, just drop a comment down in the description. Because I know that there's something out there that had Jason and I laughing so hard, and I cannot remember the name of it. So regardless, though, we don't need any more of those in campgrounds. So please slow down. Just just slow down. Like five, ten miles. You know, it's just it's better for everybody here. All right, what's in your fresh tank this week? Uh, so my fresh tank this week um, actually goes to you. I'm going to give you my fresh tank this week. Um, for anyone that has been over on Our Wondering Family in the last week and a half, you may have noticed I put a post out uh, talking about how um, I was making some changes, that I was uh, reevaluating uh not only my role uh, inside our family unit, but also my role at RV Miles and how for a very, very long time, I have felt uh, like a, a human divided, that I've only been able to give 50%. When I'm with my kids and my family, I'm thinking about work. When I'm at work, I'm feeling guilty because I'm thinking about the kids. Um, at RVE, I kind of had a little bit of a uh, just eye-opening uh just, I don't want to say epiphany. Something happened there. I was having some conversations with people. I was listening to others talk and something just happened to me there. And I realized that things were not going well. And, um, I 
brought this to Jason and, or actually <laughs> let's, I'll be honest. Cause I should be honest. Uh, a week and a half ago, I quit. <laughs> I quit RV miles a hundred percent. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing podcasting anymore. I'm not doing anything. I quit. Uh, Rather than, and I laid out all the reasons why I was quitting and how I really felt like I needed to be more present at home, that I really owed it to Henry, that I owed it to the kids, that I owed it, that I had been, that that was where my heart was at and that's where I needed to be. And I was feeling like I could not continue on this other path. Rather than um, freaking out, getting angry at me, um, trying to talk me out of it or any of the other things you went, you heard me, you sat with me while I cried, you heard me, you went, you sat down, you created an entire system that pretty much has removed me from most of the day-to-day with RV Miles and allowed me the opportunity to now become a full-time stay-at-home parent and also to really devote the time and attention to Henry that he needs and deserves right now. And I just, uh, these last just kind of started recently and it's some of the happiest days I have had in a really, really long time. So I just wanted to say thank you to that, to you and also to everyone out there who, you know, when I shared this was so encouraging and said, Absolutely. You, you know, you should do what you need to do. And, and these, you know, we can't, someone even said we can be everything, but we can't be everything all at once. So go and do and be the everything that you need to be over here and then come back to the other thing when you can. And I thought that that was like really telling and, and just like really like stuck with me. And so, um, I'm still going to be here sitting down and doing the podcast. I'm still going to be a part of America's National Parks. But you are going to start to see maybe my role in other areas sort of diminish. And I'm going to start to pull back a little bit. And we're going to start to pull back a little bit um, into uh, a little bit of, of the social media curtain into our lives as well. Like we just feel like um, that doesn't work for us. We really want to focus more on what can be useful to others in the community. And so mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to say thank you for supporting my need to do that and allowing me to take on this new role because I know what um, it's doing for you and what you know you had to do in order to make that happen. Yeah. I, don't, I think a lot of people don't realize what a rat race the... <sighs> the Instagram and the reels and the, you know, like trying to get the, all the views and all this short form, um, as our friend Andy put it, this sort of, it's crack content basically. That's really just constant dopamine. Um, it, it really, you know, you think you've left the rat race and you've sort of joined a worse one. Right. And, uh, I think too, if it's not your, primary form of content creation. Like at heart, we are podcasters. We are storytellers. We like to be journalists, long form writing. Uh, Long form writing is something I would really like to get back into. I've had books in my head that I've always wanted to write. I've, you know, things like that. I think that when you you know, as, as people from the world of theater too, I think we're used to telling stories in long form and, uh, I find 
the constant need to uh, please whatever trend is audio trend is popular. Or please this the week. algorithm. Yeah, it's really I what just, it comes down to. It's not about pleasing people. It's not about making you, the audience, happy. Uh, it's about making the algorithm happy, and that's no fun. Yeah, and I think you have. I think the smartest thing you can ever do for yourself uh, in a business, or as an artist, or as a human, is recon- is recognize what does resonate with you, what doesn't, what you're good at, what you're not at, good at. And uh, <laughs> we don't like. Uh, we're just we don't like doing reels in the way that people want to see reels of, of full-time RVers. Like yeah. we just don't like doing it. And so... we like watching them and we like the folks that do them. Yeah. We just don't like, I just don't like doing, doing them. them. And so I'd rather like, you know, yeah. not. <laughs> it's, it's also the seventh circle of hell in the comment section, <laughs> yes. uh, oh both on TikTok and uh, Lord, everywhere on reels. Help me. If I referred to this campground, we're at, I called it camping. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Hundreds of comments later, I have been reminded that I am not camping. <laughs> so I was I like, so many comments all, about all it is, all this real is, is just like, look how beautiful the mountains look in the storm. And it just, I thought, oh, you know what? I'm not showing you. My camp, I'm not, you don't get to see this anymore. Like, uh, I just, I'm over it. Like, it's so weird. So to all of you who are doing it and doing it so well, thank you for doing it so well so that we can go and enjoy it. Uh, We'll still share stuff about our lives. Don't don't feel like we're going to disappear altogether. But like, I think it's really going to start to gravitate more towards RVMiles.com. And in the newsletter, I'm developing a Thursday newsletter, which is going to become a little bit more. Uh, about what's going on with us. And I did that the very first one uh, just last week. And so I do think that uh, we're going to continue to to share, but we're going to start moving it, I think, really back into a little bit more of a long form discussion. And I will I will get Instagram to like pictures again, if it's the last thing I do. All right. What's in your fresh tank this week? My fresh tank this week is the Utah weather we have been experiencing oh, so for pretty. two weeks. Uh, it is, uh, it's wild, this fall weather up in the mountains here. We have every day going from like 82 to 85 degrees down to the forties, even the thirties overnight and thunderstorms that roll in for 15 minutes and they're gone. We, I cannot, I, I, we've probably seen seven rainbows. I'm not kidding. Like lots and lots of rainbows. It's, uh, wonderful the leaves are starting to change uh there have been these huge wind gusts and then it goes away and it's calm uh it's just a lot of fun to watch the big clouds rolling in and and see the sun peek through big giant clouds and and again rainbows yeah lots of rainbows double rainbows yeah all the way across the sky so intense. All right. That's it for this week's episode of the RV Miles podcast. Yes, it is. Thank you so much for joining us each and every week. If you're watching this on YouTube, would you do us a favor and just hit that like button or even a bigger favor and share it over on your other social media platforms? If you are listening, of course, a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts helps put us in front of a whole new generation of listeners. And if you would like to chat with Jason and I, head over to the RV Miles Facebook 
Facebook group, give us a tag, and we would love to talk to you. And of course, if you do want to keep up on what's going on with us, if you want to kind of join in a more personal narrative, one of the best ways to do that is to join our newsletter, our mailing list. And you can do so at rvmiles.com slash mailing list, or there will be a link in the description for both the YouTube and audio versions of this show. All right. Well, happy fall, y'all. Stay safe, enjoy your camping off season, and keep logging those RV miles. Bye, everybody.